0: But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Amanda Gates, and today we are going to be talking meditation. Now, I've had meditation teachers on the show before, but in my opinion, we all approach tools differently And we experience those tools differently, and meditation is no different. Meditation is not just a form of self-care. It goes way beyond that. Meditation is about cultivating your chi from the inside out, washing away what truly doesn't serve you and getting to the core, the sweetness that is truly you. In my course, Mastering Feng Shui with Confidence, I teach my students that if you don't cultivate your qi, you'll never cultivate your feng shui into the magic that it can truly be. And hey, if you're interested in learning more about that course, it's actually going to be going live again in about six weeks. So if you're interested in that, be sure to pay attention. But here's the thing. You will not reap the full benefits of everything that can manifest if you don't cultivate your qi. How do I know? Because I experience it every day. Today, my project manager, Deborah, presented me with two floor plans. I don't know these people from Adam. I simply look at their plan and I listen. The house, she speaks to me. In one, I could see that this couple, they were on the verge of divorce. In the other, I could see that their third child was experiencing nightmares. And I know this before I even speak to these people because I've taken the time to cultivate my chi. This and only this is how I can hear her speak, the home. She whispers to me and only through cultivation can I hear. Today my guest is master meditation teacher Tom Cronin literally living the life of Jordan Belfort of Wall Street to being a complete Zen master. Tom went from living a life of excess to absolute internal bliss. Today, he teaches others how the stillness within is what radiates throughout. And anyone willing to take the time to do it, learn it, and cultivate it can do the same. So enjoy today's show. This is something that all of you need to hear for the new year. And if you have thoughts or comments, be sure to leave us a review about it or email us. We love to hear from you. Plus, don't forget that Amy Ray and I are helping all of you learn how to cultivate your chi in our new club, Elevate. Just go to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more. All right. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today I am super excited to have Tom Cronin on the show. Welcome, Tom.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me along.
0: I'm excited to have you here. I'm, you know, one of my burning questions, uh, you know, you really teach meditation and, and you're like the Zen master now, but you started out in finance. So how did you go from that into meditation?
1: yeah it's a big leap isn't it? Talk about two extremes <laughs> a little bit. So, and when i'm when I'm usually doing something, I'm all in on it um when I was a broker, uh you know, I started out at the age of nineteen, and uh, I guess I was very much a jordan Belfort off of Wall Street style type of guy. you know I just was uh you know swept along by the the late eighties early nineties style of Finance industry, which was it was fast, it was furious. Lots of you know, uh, obviously hard work, adrenaline, and lots of partying and drinking and drugs. And it, you know, my lifestyle and my lifestyle choices, you know, really did get out of control. And um, you know, over time, what happened was my body started to, you know, as it does, give me really good indications that what I was doing wasn't really appropriate. It wasn't in tune with natural law, and it started showing up a lot of symptoms. Uh, you know, anxiety, depression, insomnia. And, you know, over time, this sort of exacerbated as I continued to ignore those warning signs that I should change. And those warning signs just got worse. And then eventually, uh, in 1996, after 10 years of living that style of life, uh, you know, my, my whole nervous system started to pack, uh, pack it in. You know, I started to have, I guess, what was called at that time, a nervous breakdown. And, um, you know, a lot of extreme panic attacks, depression, uh, suicidal tendencies, um, agoraphobia. So I had to take um, some time off work, not being able to go uh, out of the house or into the office. And uh, it was during that time that I you know, was watching TV and discovered a, a story about a very successful businessman. But part of that story was that he used meditation for his success. And so that was kind of like the, the turning point. It was like a, a light went on and it was... Really, a, a big sign for me to to explore that, and and that's when I started to learn to meditate and look into the mind and stress and the impact of stress on the body and Eastern philosophy.
0: I find it fascinating that you were kind of gifted this information on TV, um, hmm. and you know it obviously was divine intervention. But I think what's also brilliant about this is that you paid attention. Um, you know, maybe that's the sign of desperation of of just not feeling well and willing to try anything. What was it about that, that story that really drew you in to say, huh, you know, because meditation back then was not what it is now. So what was it about that story that really drew you in and said, there's something to this, I want to try it.
1: Yeah, another really good question. Um, You know, it's interesting that uh, it, it wasn't the first time around that the universe had given me those signals. And usually, we're daily getting given signals and guidance mechanisms from whatever you want to call it, the divine nature, the universe, God, you know, your own intuition, but it's a matter of how open we are and how in we are or how stubborn or resistant we are to, to actually making that adaptive choice. And we have this capacity, this wonderful adaptive capacity, but we're just very stubborn, very resistant to evolving, unfortunately. Um, and, and that, is what causes so much suffering and so much angst and so much turmoil in our lives. So, you know, I've been having friends for quite a long time telling me, oh, you know, you're so stressed, you should meditate. So I've been telling about my anxiety. Um, And that was, I think, five years of, you know, little cues along the way. But it was really at that breaking point where, you know, things were so bad that I almost get rendered choiceless. And that's kind of what happens sometimes is a lovely quote. You know, suffering is proportional to our resistance to change, and happiness is proportional to our ability to embrace change. And for me, um, that was a point, uh, like a, a fork in the road, that I'd reached. That it was, you know, it really was like <laughs> a dead end road, one way, or a you know, turn around and find another route. And that's where I got to, I guess, at that point, where I was open and, uh, and beaten into submission for surrender. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, like you said, you weren't in tune with the natural law. I I love that you put it that way. I think that, um, and I've said it before on the show that years ago on Oprah, she was talking about this idea how spirit will give us a, a whisper and then it will give us a knock, and then you know by the time we most of us start paying attention, it's shouting. So mm-hmm. it really sounds like you were at the point of where it was shouting at you, like you know, hey, this is what you need to be doing. Um, yeah.
1: This, yep, absolutely. It's
0: detrimental and, and uh, you know your health is is sinking and slipping quickly. I'm I'm curious when you started, you know, you finally surrendered to this idea of meditation and you surrendered to the idea of of doing it you know what was it like in those early years i often hear from people when they start meditating like they don't know exactly how to do it they don't know what to do it's uncomfortable you know what was it like for you especially since you came from such a high fast-paced world
1: yeah it wasn't automatic you know that this is the the one for me this is how i'm going to do it and it's and it was you know i did a lot of research you know all i saw in that documentary was meditation so At that point, you're right, things were very different back then. These days, you know, we've got a thousand different choices. You know, I know there's one app that's got over 1,500 different meditations on it. It's like, wow, talk about analysis paralysis. Um, (laughs) Back then, you know, there was like, you know, you, you basically didn't have the internet. You didn't have apps. You basically went to your Yellow Pages directory phone book, picked that up, and there was 10 different centers in my capital city that were offering meditation classes, so um, I guess as a, as a, the polarity in that the gift in that was that, um, I actually only had one option, which was to go to a personal instructor and learn to meditate in person from someone highly skilled in the art of meditation. Now I explored different types and I, I went to a number of different classes and different programs. And, um, a, a lot of them I found were quite vague or a bit wishy-washy or woo-woo as some people say. Um, and you know, I was a broker, you know, I, I, you know, I wanted things fast and efficient and quick and I wanted them impacting. And um, I'd heard about this technique called transcending meditation or transcendental meditation. And and this whole idea of transcending, you know, I was really into drugs at that point in time, remember. So, you know, the idea of drug taking is to transcend, to get out of control, to, to be free of responsibilities. And a lot of that is escapism and, and obviously pays, you pay a big price for that. But when I discovered and heard about this Transcending Style Meditation and, and the deepness of it, I was really fascinated and curious about it. And, you know, it's not a cheap course to do it. You, you know, it's obviously an expensive program for those that know about it. And, um, but uh, I, I did the program and it was really uh, quite a, a life-changing experience. You know, literally within the first week I started noticing Uh, significant changes you know predominantly that I could start sleeping that was one of the big things that happened to me that my insomnia which was really chronic at that point in time um, started to drop away and I could sleep very easily Um, and was falling asleep everywhere which is a new phenomenon for me I was very excited by that Um, and then you know over time you know the next few weeks you know went back to work and the depression started to lift quite quickly and the anxiety started to ease off. And, you know, as you start to feel better, you start making different lifestyle choices. So a lot of my lifestyle habits started to change and just sort of cascaded into a a better and better way of living and a better, better experience of life.
0: Wow. I, you know, I have been meditating for years. I've had uh, a lot of uh, various teachers over the years and I've had a couple on the show but if somebody's listening for the first time to the podcast and they're not exactly sure what meditation is and, and some of the benefits, can you explain that for them and, and kind of explain what it is and, and um, how it can benefit their life?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love to. Uh, there are various forms of meditation, and it really is, you know, depends on what you're looking for. Um, for me, I wanted, um, you know, profoundly deep re- states of rest. I wanted my mind to get into stillness, I wanted to heal my body. Um, and and that's what the, what I consider to be one of the sort of Rolls Royces of meditation was offering me, and that sort of Vedic meditation, Transcendental Meditation, or primordial sound technique that Deepak Chopra has—they're all kind of in the similar basket where you use a, a mantra or a sound that you repeat inside your head, and that has this incredibly sort of soothing calming effect on the mind as it starts to go from the sort of beta busy brainwave state into a delta brainwave state, which is a a deep, quiet stillness. Um, So the benefit of that style of meditation where the mind actually, whatever your device or technique is to get the mind into stillness is quite phenomenal because the body's a printout of the mind and if the mind is calm and still, um, if it's found a, a restful place and it's no longer thinking, then the physiology goes into a, a profoundly deep state of rest. And uh, you know, science says that it's you know, equivalent to you know, a level of rest that's four times deeper than sleep when there's a, a transcendent or still state in the mind and the body drops metabolically into this deep state of rest. Now, that activates a very deep parasympathetic nervous system state which heals the body on so many different levels that it gives you greater brain cohesiveness and brain capacity it changes your biochemicals out of the cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine um, state into, you know, melatonin, serotonin, and oxytocin. It changes your physiology, you know, um, you know your, your blood starts to um, run more thinly and, and more effectively. Your breathing starts to regulate better. Your digestive system starts to, um, you know, um, stop the cramping and the, the, you know, the dry mouth that happens, you know, when we're stressed um, no more. Saliva is being produced when we're stressed, so you know all your digestion starts to work again properly. Um, You know your blood pressure drops from high blood pressure down into a more regulated blood pressure. You know it just literally allows the system to start to normalize itself, and that's one of the great benefits of a deep transcending meditation when the mind becomes still. Now, other meditations like guided meditations, visualization meditations, you know the mind doesn't actually get still in those. It's not meant to be still in say a visualization meditation when you're thinking about you know a future outcome or intention setting or gratitude you know the point of that meditation is to be proactive with your thoughts and to direct your thoughts in a particular uh, particular area that it doesn't normally go in and so they're effective meditations as well and i do those as well um it's just being proactive with your, your mind and, um, having some, I guess, authority or discipline with your mind and directing it into a particular direction.
0: So I'm curious what your thoughts are on, you know, how if somebody is getting into meditation for the first time, what do you recommend as far as how much they should do it, how long they should do it, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Based upon our current lifestyle, um, which is, you know, if you look at the history of the human species um, and you look at where what we're doing over just in the last 15 years with iPhones and internet and email, um, the level of excitation, stimulation, uh, information processing that we're in today is off the charts exponential out of this world. It's, it's so phenomenally overwhelming for our body that it really is struggling to cope with this level of overwhelm. And, you know, first thing most of us do when we wake up at 7 a.m. is 6 a.m., you know, 8 a.m., whatever time it is, we, we pick up the phone and start, you know, digesting information. And, uh, you know, the same thing just before we go to bed and all day when we're on the toilet, when we're at traffic lights, when we're, you know, in between on tra- public transport in the park, it's just literally nonstop now. We've, we've lost those gaps of, of downtime, of not having to stimulate our nervous system through that. So we really need to Uh, it's going to sound crazy, but we really need to up the ante on the amount of downtime, the gaps, and that's to bring, you know, the only really formalized gap we can create these days is a meditation because the rest of the time we're just simply going to pick up the phone and start scrolling through feeds. Um, So I would suggest at least minimal uh, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And um, my practice is 20 minutes morning, 20 minutes afternoon. Um, And sometimes I'll do three um, because if I've had a busy time or busy day, a lot of people I know listening are going to go, you've got to be kidding me. I haven't got time for that. I'm way too busy. Um, and that's just a preference. That's just a choice. What I would suggest is to really delve deep into, um, you know, an introspective look into your life and ask, you know, how fulfilled are you? How happy are you? How How is your life going? And if it's you know, off the charts, fist pumping, amazing, then just keep doing what you're doing. Then that's working. Uh, if it's not working, then make some changes because life should be a joyful experience. And of course, there's polarity. There's going to be pleasure and pain dynamics through, the, through life. But, um, you know, we really do have the ability to optimise our life, be more creative, more adaptable, more joyful, more loving, more gentle, more kind. And, um, and a lot of that will naturally spontaneously flow from putting time aside in your day, and um, going into meditation.
0: Yeah, amen to that. I mean, I'm like in full blown putter mode. Like, the more I can slow down, the better because I see the immense benefits of it. Uh, you know, I have to agree that despite the level of connectivity that we have because of the internet and our phones and all of our devices, I really believe that socially we are more disconnected than we've ever been. And I think that. Um, it's really adding to our feelings of isolation, loneliness, sadness. We are a culture that is severely um, just underdeveloped and, and really not getting what we need. We're, we're very unsatisfied. And I think what you're really talking about how meditation has helped you is that it really can help you move past that and look beyond the surfacey stuff and really get to the, the heart of things and the heart of, you know, where we can find meaning in our lives. I'm curious, you touched a little bit about, you know, biologically um, what meditation can do for us, but, you know, thinking about where your biology was in the late eighties, early nineties, as opposed to what it is now, try to explain to the audience what that must look like.
1: Um, Yeah. So I'm 50 today. Uh, Not today, my birthday to actually, gosh, in two days, I'm 51. There you Ooh, go. Man, happy birthday. Um, thank you. Um, you know, there, there's it, it's a simple formula of rest to stress. And if we have uh, extreme levels of stress and not enough rest, then the aging process will speed up quite dramatically. Because what really um, advances that aging process is, is stress wear and tear. You know, it's just like two cars. One of them sits in the garage and goes at 60 kilometers an hour once or twice a week as the the grandmother drives it to the grocery store and back. Um, and the other ones are, you know, the, the same model car driven by the next door neighbour and they, they take it out to the racetrack, you know, twice a week and flog it 220 miles an hour or 220 kilometres an hour around that track. Um, those two cars in about 12 months' time are going to be in a very different state, even though they're the same model. And that's, you know, for me at the age of 29, my biological age, and if anyone hasn't had a biological age test, you can actually get one at a naturopath. Um, And I'll tell you how old your physical body is. So my physical body at 29 after 10 years of that sort of lifestyle um, was actually 37. And that's just pure stats. That's pure numbers. And I'd aged eight years more than I should have done at the age of 29. So if you chart that exponentially, then you'll look at me being 50. looks like I could be 70, 80. And that could be, uh, you know, as far as my body goes, the age of 50 is a decent lifespan. And that would be the end of it. Um, now I started meditating twice a day, I did a lot of retreats and, you know, brought a lot more rest into my life, the balance of rest versus stress. And, um, you know, at, at 42, my biological age was 34. Um, so I'd reversed my age over 13 years um, through meditation and balancing out that stress to rest ratio. And I was then substantially younger, eight years younger than my chronological age um, after 13 years, which is a phenomenal turnaround. Um, so now, you know, I'm 51. I think my biological age last test. I haven't done it in the last couple of years, but I think it was around sort of, um, you know, uh, around 40ish. Um, I'd imagine now at this stage. Um, so you know, you we can sustain a healthier, more vital. You know, I work out three times a week. I go to yoga three times a week. I, um, you know, I uh, I surf. I run. I uh, you know I just live a very dynamic and fulfilling life. I have wonderful family, wonderful children, and lovely wife. And you know, I. I maintain a just a nice healthy balanced existence
0: which sounds like a fulfilling and satisfying life as opposed to what you were living before
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely 100 100%. (laughs) so
0: i mean you are a meditation teacher and you do help uh others to learn these methods and to you know kind of help their chaotic lives and and to really you know Help them tune into their natural law. I'm curious, you know, just some of the changes that you've seen in students that you've worked with, and and how their lives have changed.
1: Yeah, it's remarkable. You know, I've got literally thousands of testimonials, and you know, I never ask for them. People just naturally send them to me. I've got you know so many pages and pages of testimonials. We we keep a lot of them. Just as a, it's a nice reminder of what we do, and um, you know, it's I, I won't. You know, be fully transparent. You know, life doesn't stop being challenging because you're a meditator. I had this idea that all of a sudden I, my life would stop being challenging. You know, those challenges continue to roll through. You know, your mum gets sick, you have business problems, you have, um, you know, conflict with people. You know, not everyone sees things the same way. You don't relate to things the same way. You know, you have relationship challenges and, you know, you still screw up and still make mistakes. You know, you're not a perfect human being once you start meditating. and you know, I'm, I'm always making sure that uh, I'm a, always a student even though I'm a teacher. I'm still learning, I'm still growing and still, um, you know, learning through mistakes a lot of the time. But what happens generally uh, for s- the students that I've seen and was, was for me as well is we become a lot more emotionally stable that is less emotionally reactive. Uh, that's one of the great things that we tend to see quite quickly is people say to me, you know, I just... I managed to move through today's challenges, and I, I didn't have the same flip out that I normally have. Um, you know, I was a lot more calmer and a lot less reactive. So those emotional fluctuations, which are just reactions, an emotion is a reaction to a circumstance. Um, whether you're you're happy or or sad or angry or whatever, um, fearful, it it allows you to move through life a lot more calmly. As those events unfold, and they still will unfold, they, they don't stop unfolding, but you just become less engaged, Less not less engaged, that's the wrong word, less affected, I should say, by those events. Um, you're certainly as engaged, if not more engaged, because you, you're not afraid of the reaction, because you don't have the reaction. So you can be really immersed in the world. Um, for me, I went from being agoraphobic, which is unable to leave the house, to now you know, speaking in conferences, walking on stage, um, you know, producing feature film, travelling the world, running retreats. We've got a retreat next week in, in Australia that's sold out. And, you know, you get to reach your fuller potential because you don't have that um, big reaction that's um, life, you know, presents challenges and you get sort of buffered and affected by that. So it reduces that.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say that that's one of the greatest, I feel is one of the greatest benefits of meditation is that um, you do feel a lot less reactive. You are really able to manage uh, challenges and obstacles much calmer. Uh, And I find that solutions, probably because of the emotional stability, you know, because you're not reacting to. Uh, a situation with extreme emotion is that you're able to come to solutions much faster.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that that's also another benefit is just being able to to get the downloads, the information more quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're opening... One of the great benefits of meditation is that when we're stressed, we're in the the fight-flight reptilian part of the brain, which is very limited. You know, it's that back... Part of the brain, which is very similar to you know chimpanzees' brains, you know that it's just basic survival modality and and that's what happens when we 're in the fight flight state um, when we 're in the parasympathetic nervous system state, which is the calm, then this whole frontal lobe of the brain starts to open up and we get a lot more creative, a lot more adaptable, and we're able to resolve um, and find solutions um, much more quickly be much more creative about getting through our problems and be a lot more adaptable, less rigid in the way we live our life. And I think that's um, a sort of snowballing effect because it reduces stress as well.
0: Yeah, and you touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, I I teach a course, I'm an advanced feng shui practitioner, and I, I teach my students that in order to be uh, effective feng shui practitioners, you know, to be able to really get the results, we have to take the time and care to cultivate our chi and to take care of our personal chi. Uh, you know and getting outside meditation things like that are, are really beneficial to that but one of the keys uh, that I think is so important with meditation is that you mentioned it that it helps you get into uh, Delta and I even teach in my um, with my students and in my course that just simply getting out of beta I feel like beta is so frenetic and frazzled and you know your your brain waves are so active that, you can be reactive and it's hard to come to solutions. You're, you're freaking out because you know, you're getting really overstimulated by all the stuff that surrounds us and lowering your brain waves into the alpha and Delta is where you can really get into that calmer state. If people are, not sure about this meditation stuff or, you know, they're apprehensive for whatever reason, how do you generally work around that and, and help them get, you know, to a point to where they understand why those brainwaves matter and, and how that really affects how they, you know, show up and react and, and, you know, solve problems.
1: Um, Yes. If you're talking about inspiring someone to start to meditate, uh, really, The only thing that we can do is lead a horse to water uh, and let them know that this exists. And and um, you know, I guess through my own personal story, and I do a lot of talks. I did you know quite a few corporate talks this week at companies, Um, and I always lead with you know my own personal example of how much meditation played a significant part in making my life a better experience. And ultimately, everyone wants a better life. I mean, everything that we do is driven by that uh, yearning to have a better life, you know, whether we're cleaning the bathroom floor or, you know, doing drugs or going off to Tibet to monastery uh, it's all motivated to have a better life. You know, if we, bathroom floor is cleaner, we feel better. If we work, you know, if it's in cannery, then we get our rent paid. If we go to the shops, then we get food in the cupboard. And, you know, all of that is in some way going to enhance our life. Um, And, I always just come back to letting people know that, um, you know, this is one of the, the greatest options I think we can, we can do to make our life better because it frees us off the need for an action or an acquisition because most people are in outcome oriented fulfillment. That is, I need an action or an acquisition. I need a new dress or I need a new experience that is going to provide me with fulfillment. And that's where most of the world's at and why shopping malls are full but ultimately, whenever we get fulfillment from that acquisition or action, it, it passes very quickly or it doesn't meet our expectation. And so uh, the fulfillment is very fleeting or unsustainable and, um, and, and that means that we're, we're in this constant flux. And meditation really is just something that allows us to be self-referred fulfill find self-referred fulfillment. That is a fulfillment that is derived from our own inner being, our own inner state. And, um, yeah, I think that just letting people know that possibility is the best thing we can do to inspire them to meditate and then offer them, obviously, those options of how to meditate by providing the courses or the tools to do that.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought up the the need, you know, when we are unfulfilled and we are unhappy. Um we are not short of being marketed to and feeling like, you know, whatever we just saw on TV or Instagram is the thing or the widget that's going to provide fulfillment, um, which is why consumerism is running rampant right now. Um, but I think that there's something to be said that when you find inner peace and inner contentment through meditation, you know, you don't need those external things, um, to find peace and happiness that you can literally, um, Cultivate it within yourself, uh, which is fantastic because then it spreads throughout. You know, then you elevate yourself and and become somebody that everybody that you touch experiences that. How did you feel as you started to change and shift? How did your external world start to change and shift?
1: Yeah, you asked such good questions, um, which re- require really good answers. Um, <laughs> we all have an event horizon and that's a sphere of influence. You know, you just think about it, a cranky, you know, sister or brother turns up to the Christmas day function or, you know, a colleague walks in, um, you know, in a really dark and broody mood and starts yelling and ranting at people. Or, um, you know, it's, you, you know, someone walks in really jovial they're whistling and they say really funny things and everyone's sort of cracking up around them. Um, you know, we all have this capacity to, and do influence people around us by the things that we say and the things that we do and the things that we think our energy and um, it's becoming more and more so because we can influence people all over the world just by our Instagram posts or our Facebook posts or, you know, um, in a positive or negative way. So um, what started to happen for me was, you know, when I was in a really bad state, obviously my family were worried about me and my colleagues were worried about me and my clients weren't getting the, you know, Um, my attention my service and it just affects your world in so many different ways Uh, and that sphere of influence spreads far and wide and yet when we flip it to the other way into the positive then people start wow you know being affected by you in a positive way so I went from affecting a lot of people in a very negative way you know 20 odd years ago when I was suicidal depressed taking lots of drugs and obviously hurting a lot of people as well just in my addictions and the lifestyle I was living and th- the type of person that I was, you know, I was, I was not that nice a person. Um, and so now, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I've got a global um, reach of teaching people to meditate all over the world. And uh, you know, we get emails from people in Finland, you know, where there was one Island North of Finland, a woman sent us an email saying, you know, I'm doing your meditation program and it's changed my life, you know, and you know, your your capacity to reach people these days is is very far afield and, and that's a really exciting thing. And um, your your event horizon that you think of the sun shines its light, it has gravitational pull and emanates warmth, you know, all the way to Pluto and, and half again, you know, that's incredible power and influence that that orb of light floating around in the universe has. And, um, you know, we have a, a sphere of influence as well and we have to be very mindful of that.
0: Mm. you keep mentioning you know your programs and stuff which i would encourage everybody who's listening today to uh go to tom's website to check these out but one of the ones that uh, i was really personally drawn to because i really resonate with the the mission is your stillness project so tell the audience what that is and and why you uh created it
1: yeah i you know i learned A particular style of meditation and at the time it's a five thousand year old tradition and it's been taught and practiced in in one way only and it's a beautiful rich tradition um and then all of a sudden the internet arrived and i could write a blog and people all over the world could read it and i could make a video and put on youtube and people all over the world could watch it and i started sharing my transformation with people not realizing the effect that that was going to have because people then started saying, well, you've got to teach me because I have those same uh, problems and and you need to help me. And that tradition wouldn't allow that, you know, it was, it was very steeped and very structured and very formalized and based on something that was established in a world that was very different to today. Um, And so that created a dilemma for me, you know, how do I share what I experienced with people, uh, around the world. And so the stillness project was like, okay, how do we, you know, my number one thing was that my life changed because I learned to meditate, not because I took pharmaceutical drugs, not because I got therapy, not because a doctor, because my body was able to do that to heal. All I had to do was find a technique that allowed the body to reach a deep state of rest, deep enough to activate that healing process. So, and that's where I found meditation. So I, I really thought if I wanted to create change on the planet, I really needed to change people's states of mind their state of consciousness so the stillness project was to inspire a billion people to meditate daily and it was nice to have that lofty goal but I needed to also provide them with the device or t- tools to do that so part of it was through talks and um, books and online programs um, we created an online program which was um, a 21 day meditation program that gave them access to those deep transcending style meditations obviously it's not exactly the same because it's an online program. It's not in person. I still teach in person, but, um, and hold that tradition. But I thought, um, being able to give people with a, the inability to afford a full, you know, thousand dollar weekend workshop, or week, week course, um, the ability to access that style of meditation, but also people who weren't able to find a teacher in their location, you know, remote islands of Finland and Venezuela or Mexico and housing, estates of Sheffield, England, we wanted to really be able to bring it into the households of the world. Um, and, you know, since then, a lot of apps have come along and that it's become very mainstream. So we're seeing, you know, Headspace and Karma. But if I also enter onto the scene and meditation has become a wonderfully well, um, you know, accessible device, which is great.
0: I think one of the missing ingredients, you know, I still work with a grand master in, in Feng Shui and I think one of the missing ingredients that I feel is lacking with the apps and even some of the stuff that, you know, you can go to YouTube and and find these things, but the thing is, is that you don't have the heritage. You don't have the link to the teacher. And I think one of the things that I think is great about the Stillness Project is that um, the energy and the lineage is linked to you. You know, you truly want to help these people, and you're trying to educate them on how they can add this beneficial tool to their life. And so they're picking up on that energy as well. And so they're not getting that, you know, from the YouTube video or something else. So I think it's an amazing project, and I would encourage everybody to um, check it out because I think it's a it's a great mission to have to. Um, you know, just help elevate consciousness, you know, collectively to to try to help people get through their struggles.
1: Thanks for that. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, it's, we do lose something obviously in this digital accessibility. And I mean, the beauty of the world is that, you know, we've got things like Google Hangouts. So we have a once a month Google Hangout for our members that are learning the program and they can um, have a live satsang with me, a live discussion, and they can ask questions and I, I'm there to support them. Because I think, you know, for me personally, my meditation journey is still going for 22 years. You know, I still have coaches. I still have um, people that uh, I draw upon for their support and guidance. Um, it's, it's not something that you suddenly just arrive at enlightenment once you start meditating. It's an ongoing journey. And having that connection to a teacher, I think, really is important. And, um, and that's something we wanted to be able to provide for our students was that ongoing support.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. and I, I think that a lot of times that's the missing link as to why people might not be getting the results is because they yep. don't have um, that support and um, that lack of connection. you know it, it's it's like uh, the McDonald's or you can have the fine wine. So mm-hmm. I think that there's um, a difference there. Uh, Tom, if people are interested in learning more about you and your programs, where can they go to find you?
1: Yeah, it's very simple. They can go to, uh, this just to www.stillnessproject.com. So just stillnessproject.com. Um, and if they want to find out more about the upcoming film, that's going to be out soon, which is a really exciting project that I'm working on. Um, which will be released in mid sort of 2019, but they can sort of start getting updates and be kept in touch with the development of the project. It's a a book and film that's coming out called the portal, which looks at uh, a, the experience of transcendence and what's on the other side of um, you know, our own world of duality um, through the process of stillness meditation, but also what's life, possible like for humanity you know if if we get through on the other side because i think we're coming up to a significant sort of fork in the road and we we what we do now is going to make a very significant difference as to which way things go for humanity because it could get quite unpleasant or it could be really quite beautiful and um i think uh this film really explores that possibility and um you know we're really excited by that project we we feel it's a big a big um, project that will come to the world and have a big impact. So they can go to theportalmovie.com to find out more about that.
0: Wow. Sounds amazing. I love the concept. <laughs> I can't wait to learn more about that.
1: Sure. Yeah. We've been keeping it a bit under wraps. We're just about to, we've finished the film now and we're just um, working on our marketing strategy and, and our release strategy. So we're very, very excited. The book's been picked up by some significant publishers all around the world um and uh, you'll be starting to let the world know a lot more about this project soon because it's going to we feel play a significant role in hopefully getting the world into a better place
0: oh i love it well again tom thank you so much i know that it's super early where you are so i appreciate you and i appreciate that you got up to record with me today and share yourself and, and this um you know, just this great act of of meditation, what it can do for humanity. So I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. And thanks everyone for joining in and hope you're having a wonderful day.
0: One of the things that I want to bring back around is that when I had Laura Powers on a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned this idea of worry and anxiety and basically manifesting more fears because when you focus on those things, she called it praying for the wrong things, praying for what you don't want. One of the benefits to meditation is that it helps clean out and calm your monkey mind. It helps you stop focusing on the surfacey stuff and really get into your divine higher self because your higher self knows the game plan. It knows the blueprint to life and it knows that there's nothing to worry about. So one of the benefits of Meditation is not only to cultivate your chi, but to slow your brain waves down, help you get out of that anxiety and that stress, those below the cross emotions, and help you stay more buoyant, help you stay more in those above the cross emotions. So, if you have not started a meditation practice today, I encourage all of you to check out Tom, go over to his website. He has a ton of really great programs online and I would encourage all of you to take uh, just a little moment to check out his stillness project. It's really a great program. Um, and I really love his mission. I love what he's trying to do. All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this show today. My name is Amanda Gates. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at let's chat at thegatescompany.com. You can look in our website to get more information. If you'd like to get, I don't know, floor plan reading, check stuff out, check out our blog. We got all kinds of fun things on there, videos. Uh, you can find that at gatesinteriordesign.com. Be sure to leave us a review if you like the show or if you learned something, we'd love to hear about it. And if you do want to get more information about the new club Elevate, you can go to courses.gatesinteriordesign.com to learn more. I know that's a lot, but... We are refreshed and renewed for the New Year's. We're ready for the info, right? (laughs) All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.